This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning comic book store, Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska. And listeners like you, head to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate or check us out at Patreon backslash TwoHeadedNerd. Yes. Oh, ha, ha. Remember me, old chum? You jolly dick. Coming to you live. From the Ziggurat at Omaha, deep below the metro area, it is a very spooky THN cover to cover for Saturday, October 30th. That's Halloween Eve Eve. For Halloween Eve. It's just the yeah. one Eve. Yesterday was Halloween Eve Eve. My bad. My name yeah. is Matt Bum. I mean, they're not going to hear this until Monday and it'll be turkey time. So yeah. whatever. Uh, I'm the Internet's Joe Patrick. Here's how it works. Every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock Central, Matt and I go live on Facebook. Pardon me. On our meta page. Meta, meta. Let's get and it And right. on Zoom. <laughs> to we, about the weeks. we weren't comfortable doing it on Facebook anymore because of all the issues that have been going on with Facebook. It's so true. We're it's happy so to true. be on this new meta platform that is much less toxic. So You're right. Yes. I, clearly, <laughs> like everything everything is. Yes. Uh, uh, it's a brand new world already. Yeah. If you're not watching, uh, we're both wearing meta t-shirts. Like we're very yeah, comfortable yeah. about this. Yes. Uh, turns out Ron Artest was uh, was uh, an oracle. He knew he saw which way the wind was blowing. Yeah, nice uh, we also wrap up. Uh, we're also can on we, Zoom. We're wrapping about the. Can week's we just new talk comics. about the basketball reference you just dropped? I didn't know you had that in you. That's I'm impressed. Um, he was on Dancing <laughs> with the Stars. Oh God, so. never mind. I take it back. Uh, and it. also, I thought he played football. <laughs> no, he was a basketball player. Keep going. Uh, look, okay, it's new <laughs> comics, nerd news, movies, TV, and of course, the question of the week, live with our listeners. Just like Joe said, it's a live show. We need you to play along. Jump into our Zoom. You can find the link at the top of our stream on Meta. You can call us at 402-819-4894. That joke's going to get old fast, but not yet. Nope. Or you can click our Meta call now (laughs) button. Chat with us in the Meta live chat. I'm going to do a little thing like this. You can't see it because this this show is terrible for radio, quite honestly. It's a very visual medium. (laughs) But I'm doing a little dance when I say uh, Oh, yeah. You're bouncing on your ball, aren't you? No, I'm on my balance board. If you want to get in on the action, you can, but you can't be here live, that's fine. You can leave a message at the phone number I just mentioned, or you can send an MP3 to twoheadednerd at gmail.com, or you can just sit in the meta chat and chat with us on meta. It's kick ass, and we'll chat back at you. But this is getting way too meta. Let's get into some nerd news. Yeah, that's how I get us back on track, off the meta track. <laughs> yeah, we're off that meta track, baby. This guy. Uh, so, before we get into the nerd news, uh, you can uh, you can be prepared for a discussion of some of the following, maybe none. We'll we'll see. Uh, Star Trek Prodigy launched this week. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about it. I haven't watched it yet. Neither have I. Young Justice season four also launched to no fanfare from HBO. I didn't even Thank know you, it was HBO. a thing. Yeah, like yeah. all of a sudden I saw something on uh, I think it was Comics Beat or the the beat comics or whatever and was yeah. like that's a thing <laughs> i didn't even yeah. know <laughs> uh our friend friend of the show jeff hit called me he's like young justice is out and you're gonna want to watch it uh and he was right and it's good uh doom patrol of course why the last man uh does anybody even care about why the last man anymore no I, I think we could take uh, a lot of this off the list to tell you the truth yeah well uh tight the titans of season ended star girl holy smokes star girl man it is that show uh, season finale is next week. Lock and key, of course, uh, came back. Uh, if you want to get your feelings out about uh, Dune, that's that's great too. Um, but let's get into the news. 
Image Comics has made the decision to eliminate reprints. COVID has kicked the hell out of the American supply chain, but perhaps no industry has been hit as hard. Yes, no industry. No has been hit other as hard industry is taking as the hard comic book printing business. That's Certainly right. not toilet paper no. or any other. No, yeah. certainly um, not healthcare. <laughs> no, no. Uh, you know, service workers. Yeah. Uh, while DC has been warning retailers about delays in their comic shipping schedule, Image is dealing with the shortages by seizing reprints effective immediately. Now, Matt, what does this mean for the collector's market? And it looks like my plan to buy 100 copies of Gunslinger Spawn doesn't look so dumb now. Unfortunately, it doesn't look so dumb because this is going to launch a speculator like gold rush. This is going to be like that scene in Oklahoma where everybody's parked on the border and the the troops come out and they go, go. And everybody races, you know, their (laughs) wagons out to stake their claims. And, you know, (laughs) this is going to be stupid, really stupid. And you're going to see speculators asking ridiculous money for comics that will not be selling for cover price later on. So I'm just saying, be ready for this and be smart. And there's no complaints here either. You can't complain because all you have to do to get the comics that you want and make sure they're waiting for you at the comic shop is pre-order them. If you do not, then get ready for the speculator tornado and don't complain. You have been warned. This is going to be ugly. I understand why Image is doing it. They probably don't make a whole lot of money in reprints, so it's not a real hard decision to make. But watch the frig out. This is going to get bad fast. And I'll bet already eBay is lighting up. Yeah, and, you know, I don't... um, It stinks. And it's it's certainly not something that Image is doing... No, as like some sort of sly business well, move. They don't it, gain it, anything from this. In fact, they're losing right. some market. You know, right? And right, like they, they, like they're. It's in their best interest to make sure that people can get a hold of their books. But you know, this is this also isn't the first time that companies have uh, made a decision to limit uh, reprints, uh, and it had nothing to do with the supply chain. So, right. digital. For say what you will about it, I understand the hesitancy for some old school fans, but. You know who isn't impacted by the supply chain? Yeah, digital readers. My iPad. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Quite honestly, I, hate to- I don't think – I think there's an upside to this too. And if that upside is this encourages people to say, yes, I am interested in this new image book. I'm going to add it to my pull file. Then your comic shop's going to take a bigger chance and say, all right. Yeah. You I know? mean, if we want to, if we want to look on the bright side, if people actually do uh, treat, respond to this in uh, in the way that they should, it will be better off for small businesses, uh, right? And and to to know what you want when you want it. That is not having to say to roll the dice. That is not to say that will happen. <laughs> so. No, I, I guarantee you it won't happen. But I can guarantee you what also won't happen is retailers deciding to order more of something. No, because they think they won't be able to get it later. Right? There's no. I mean, there's no point. So no, I don't know. We'll see. This sucks. And I'm predict they'll be back, but we're trying to get through this shortage, you know, all over the place. So quit whining comic nerds. In other news, Iron Fist, no more in shocking news this week. Fan favorite Danny Rand has been released from his contract as Iron Fist and Marvel already <laughs> has a new character lined hold up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. I like to pretend like they're wrestlers, you know, like sure, uh, Danny, okay. just, oh, all right. yeah, the yeah, camera yeah, doesn't you. love you so much anymore, Danny. We're going to try somebody young and fresh. 
He's been busted down to the farm team. Yeah. Marvel already has a new character lined up to don the deep green V. That's a baseball reference, too, in case you weren't. It was. It was. The, they first released a blacked out version of the cover of issue number one and later the same day gave us the full cover because I think they realized no one's going to be able to tell who this is. Anyway. No, it was a, it was a plan. <laughs> it was a plan like they had because yeah. they had released they had released the teaser and then and then they were like in the press release. They were like, look for more information later today on yeah. Marvel.com. And they really didn't give us much more. Joe, I don't recognize this guy in the cover. Marvel teased that we've met him before. So do we have any guesses? Oh, see, no, I don't think they did. I, I think they. I think that the implication is that we might know who he is. They did. They teased that some of us will know who he is. So we have, I'm not saying everybody, but if you've been paying attention, you've met this character. Do we have any guesses on the new Iron Fist's identity? Uh, Yeah, and uh, they're not exciting to me personally as a fan. Let's hear it. Um, what do you got? My, my first thought was, could it be that they are making Shang-Chi the Iron Fist? I don't think so. But I don't think that now that Shang-Chi is his own. Yeah. One, brand, you don't need like to. Like his own known brand. And two, his, I don't think, his, I, yeah. his, his book is selling very well right now. So yeah, well, yeah, Right. And I don't think, yeah, I don't think that they're going to like cut off one character to nah. build up another. Something I read on, uh, I think it may have even been CBR and I hate to even bring it up. I'll but, give betting odds as you, as you say these. So, so we, yeah, right. can place um, bets. they are pretty convinced that it is the video game. Uh, the original video game character brought to the Marvel Universe, Swordmaster. Okay, you know what? Uh, I'll bet there's better. Five to one, I'm going to say, because they have been trying to do this crap, get the video game kids to come read comics. So yeah. that would not shock me. The rumors are this character is Chinese. So Swordmaster is Chinese. He has popped up in that, like, it was the Amadeus Cho team and everything that they did, like, with... Uh, the other Asian heroes. I can't remember what it was called. Oh, it was a new Atlas. It was a- Ages yeah, of Atlas. Yeah, new Ages of Atlas. That could be. I'm saying five to one. Who else do we have? That's all I got. Oh, like okay. that's the like literally that's literally the only speculation I, I've read about it. Yeah, as far as like um, Asian characters that we've seen recently, it's been a lot of these Atlas characters. So chances are it is one of them. I don't. That's not going to like. Look, if the book is good, I'm into it. The, real, I have nothing against Swordman. Like, yeah. I, uh, other than like uh, there's a part of me that kind of like uh my hackles go up when it's like this character is from a video game uh and it's like uh, well i don't care why do i care right um there's so many asian ca- if you if we're saying look the idea here is to make iron fist an asian character great there are a million to draw from in the marvel universe why do we need to import one from an ios game you know <laughs> I, I don't get that. Well, I mean, it may, it's look, it's fine. It, it's a character. It, uh, he's probably popular in the game. I'm sure. And, you know, like it's like I don't have any I don't have any problems with that in theory. I, it's just a personal thing where it's like I don't really care about a care. Like it's like saying uh, like Angela. Right. Sure. Um, We bought Angela from Neil Gaiman and and now Angela is in the Guardians. Of the, I don't care. And she's Thor's care. sister. Yeah. And uh, it's just it's a personal thing. And yeah. I don't I can't explain why some care. It's OK for some characters and not others. Firestar originated on TV and I love Firestar. But that was also 40 years ago. Yeah, I think there's enough um, distance behind that. I still don't right. care about Firestar. Uh, well, yes, but that's because you hate things that are good. And pure. Whatever. Um, so this is written by Alyssa Wong and she has worked on the Star Wars Doctor Afra. 
book, which mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. like. Michael YG is the new artist. I could not find anything on this guy. He's making his Marvel debut, but I couldn't find anything on him. Yeah, I'm not familiar with your uh, like the the design and the covers by Jim Chung. Yeah, so the new like, design. That's how they that's how they hook you. Up. The new design <laughs> looks very like Chinese. Like it's it, it, it I think the design is cool. Like super Shaolin kung fu warrior. You know, mm-hmm. hands are still glowing. It's it's pushing all the buttons. I, we just don't know who it is or how they're going to explain it if they do make it a character like Swordmaster. Swordmaster already has an origin and it has nothing to do with Kung Loon. Also, he has a magic sword. <laughs> right. So like. Well, OK, so now here's here's something like neither you and I have read this book. Apparently, there has been an Iron Fist book going uh, a miniseries not that long ago. It wrapped up not that long ago. Um, and in it, there was a female uh, character running around with Danny uh, named Pei. Yeah. And at the end of the book, I believe um, that is where Danny like kind of loses the Iron Fist. This was um, Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon. This is the Larry Hama and David Wachter book. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so like uh, Danny. Uh, we reviewed like, the issue number the most, one. We did not love it. Uh, well, yeah, right. Exactly. It was fine. Um, apparently they're treating it as continuity. People that have read the book and enjoyed the book seem kind of perplexed that it's not pay. Pay is a, is a, is a woman. Yeah. And, um, this is a very obviously a man and, uh, or is it? Well, yeah, but, um, <laughs> it, I, I think that like, I think that they took an opportunity to kind of maybe course correct something uh, that people are upset about with the original version of the character, and sure. that is the white savior stuff. And making Iron Fist a Chinese character makes sense. It doesn't mean that Danny Rand's not around. Sure, it just means that Danny Rand. Like, how many Iron Fists are there? Like, there's been like, tons. We can, we can have an Iron Fist that's not about Danny Rand. Well, Ed Brubaker also showed us that there's been Iron Fists for. For hundreds, hundreds of years. Of years. Yeah, so, yeah. Maybe this is just and the next one. Whatever. I will say. Okay, so we've got Swordmaster. I said five to one. I'm going to put Pay at ten to one. Well, Pay is a woman. Uh-huh. I can't stress that enough. I'm I'm still doing it. I'm throwing it. That's why it's All ten to right. one. The odds All are worse. Right, but you'll make, if I'm uh, right, you make more money on that bet. That's how it works. Ten to okay, one. Okay. Well, um, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, it's it, it, it's fine. It's fine. I I think it, it should be good. Alyssa uh, Wong is a good writer. I'm yeah. not familiar with the artist, but that's okay. Um, I, I love the new design, and I, I think the world is ready for an actual an Asian Iron Fist. I think there's another aspect to this too, and it touches on the fact that, and I'm not saying that there is an Iron Fist show or an Iron Fist character coming to the MCU or MC you know UTV or whatever, but there is still a lot of bad blood from the Netflix Iron Fist. There is still a lot of bad blood from the White Savior stuff. If they are going to do something with Iron Fist at the MCU, not a bad idea to have another Asian character and an Asian character in the comics at the same time. Yeah, synergize them paradigm. Solves, yeah, solves a lot of problems. So we'll see. All right, our final story. The Year of Vengeance. Nothing says Valentine's Day like Ghost Rider. And this February, Marvel is celebrating by launching the Year of Vengeance to celebrate 50 years of Gary Friedrich and Mike Plug's original Ghost Rider, Johnny Blaze. I should have said 50 romantic years. (laughs) 50 romantic years Mm. of Ghost Rider uh, with a new ongoing series. 
Marvel didn't give fans much in the way of details, but it did release a kick-ass art piece by Ryan Stegman. Uh, Ryan Stegman is not drawing the new uh, Ghost No, Rider he book. just did this preview splash, basically. Um, he's probably not drawing the new Ghost Rider book. Uh, it features just about every incarnation of the Spirit of Vengeance and really just one side character. All the other characters were yeah. Ghost Riders. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the one that's actually named Vengeance was not a, uh, a Ghost Rider. Stegman also uh, said it is the best, not only the best thing he's ever drawn, it's the best thing ever drawn. And he didn't everything say it was the best thing he'd ever drawn. And everything drawn after this, including anything he draws, will not be as good. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know what? Hey, I'll allow it. Yeah. Uh, Matt, it are we out. excited to get Ghost Rider back on the road again? This is written by Ben Percy, and the artist is Corey Smith. Although I can't think of what Corey Smith has done. Uh, the name is familiar. Right. Um, but I like Ben. Are Percy. you sure? Is it Corey with an E or is it just Corey with a Y? I copied and uh, pasted that. So, oh, okay. So oh, let me Google him. But you know what? They get that shit wrong all the time. Ben Percy has been really good on Wolverine. And one of the things that yes. Ben Percy did with Wolverine during a time where the X-Men are living on a sentient island, they have colonized uh, it, Mars. It, you know, it, like, it's like it's like we both understand who we're dealing with because it is indeed Corey Smith with just, with just a while. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but the point being is the X-Men are very unrecognizable to a lot of old X fans who aren't crazy about the Hickman madness. But I will say the Wolverine comic feels very much like old school Wolverine. And one of the biggest problems I've had with Ghost Rider is Marvel's just doing too much. They're doing way too much. And it like, let's just dial back and hit Ghost. what's great about Ghost Rider. What do we love about Ghost Rider? He's a guy with a skull head. He rides a motorcycle. He fights scary monster stuff that is coming to try and, you know, destroy the universe or kill serial killers. He is the spirit of vengeance. Let's just get back to that. I am tired of the ruling hell stuff. I'm tired of too many ghost riders all existing at the same time. Cause that just like, how does that even work? <laughs> like, uh, I mean, they're cause they're not all spirits of vengeance. I, well, they're not all of them are, which is even weirder, but I'd like to see Ben Percy just sort of boil this down to what we like about ghost rider, put it on the spoon until it turns into a little rock and then we can stick the needle in it. And wow. We like, you know what? Yeah. You don't have to, we ghost don't have riders to like, back. You don't have to do it like that. <laughs> we certainly don't have to do it like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, like I, 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 none of the stuff that you described bothered me. Like I, I think that the, was it um, good though? Did you enjoy any of it? Like I liked some of the Jason Aaron run. That was, pretty I love the Jason Aaron run. I love it. But it's that's very the, good. That's really the last um, thing I can remember enjoying. I think I thought that they I, I think it was Ed Brisson, maybe and mm. Aaron Cooter. I thought that book was pretty good. I thought it started um, good, but didn't. But I good. like I, I also liked. Oh, Corey Smith has drawn. Uh, he's drawn some of the new Conan stuff. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like uh, like the whole Johnny Blaze's King of Hell. I thought that that was fun for a, a, like a while. Um, I, I tell you, I am um, I don't have anything against the character. Uh, I think that Robbie, uh, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie Reyes. Reyes um, I think that Robbie Reyes is an interesting character. I prefer my Ghost Rider on a motorcycle. I agree. And like, again, nothing against Robbie Reyes. I just feel nothing for the character. 
Also, sure. I don't need Ghost Rider as an Avenger, and I don't care who that Ghost Rider is. I don't need Ghost I agree, Rider. My I Avengers agree with team. that. Ghost Rider in the Avengers seems off. It's silly. Um, I also uh, like. I also don't need. Uh, it's a cool visual, but like, I don't really need Ghost Rider riding on a woolly mammoth. No, nah. you know, yeah. uh, it's like I don't need the Ghost Rider of one million BC either. Well, That's, like, it's a fun idea, right? It, like, sure. I, I love the idea that he's always been around. Just, but, uh, but it also kind of leads into that idea that like, there's also always been a. And a that's, Hulk, that's and a what Black I'm, Panther, and a Phoenix. That's and what a, I'm saying. Yeah. You're doing too much. Let's just go back to the spirit of vengeance. Focus yes. on what we I, like about it. I think a, a back to basics approach is is what's best. Yeah. Um, Jason Sachs agrees. Ghost Rider should never be an Avenger. All right, we got to let these kids in here to talk with us. So let's reset our question of the week, and then we will open the floor to the nerds. Okay, we will. This week's question was submitted by Scott Evil via the THN forums in the spirit of Halloween, which will be over by the time you hear this. I'm sorry, uh, but not for you live viewers. Hey, can, <laughs> can you name one comic or other nerd media that you found legitimately scary? Not like a hot DC Halloween special scary, but something unsettling, nightmarish or spooky. Also, we're not talking about. The Friday the Thirteenth comic or any horror movie. We're talking about a nerdy. I would argue. Like, I would argue like a horror comic counts. Um. I okay. Yes. Uh, fine. A horror comic. Yes. Yeah. Um. I, I guess I was maybe thinking of something that wasn't like based on an existing horror property, but that's that's not that's yeah. unfair. Because like horror comics. Jason versus the game. Valiant Universe. You know, is like. <laughs> I don't know if that really it's, counts. <laughs> but it, that's scary for different reasons. Right. There we are. Your assignment, Brian Domingos. Welcome aboard. How are we today, and what are we rapping about? Good morning. I am. am I, I have power for the first time since Tuesday. So oh, you got hit um, with the bomb cyclone, huh? Oh my God! What, what a suck fest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, my children. Sorry, uh, they we, named it after me. I don't know what that was about. I like. <laughs> I, I was yeah, offended. It, it, I was like, "This is ridiculous." Come on, what did I do? <laughs> I was what all people did all week was trash you, and I felt really I know. bad about it. But, but I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be. A big person admit that I did not back you up. I was like, yeah, I know. It's it's a bummer. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, Matt is the, you're right. Matt is the worst. Yeah. This was, yeah, I said, so, we need to find who's responsible for this. That's, you know, <laughs> I've been hiding. I've been laying low all week. <laughs> um, but, uh, but um, so I have an answer for the question of the week, but um, the interesting thing about the, I think, you know, the Iron Fist thing and then the, uh, the Ghost Rider, um, I, I feel like these characters, they're, they don't know what to do with them at this point, you yeah. know, and the same thing kind of with Chang Chi. And, and there's a little bit of like, like the idea that there was just an Iron Fist miniseries, like, oh, there was like, you know, like there's, they're, they're doing it like so frequently. And they did like this, uh, uh Jean, uh, Luang, uh, Yang did the, the, the second Shang Chi yeah. thing, like within a year. And it's like, what are we doing? You know, like there, it's like these launches that are just occurring and they're just like trying to get something to stick. And yes, it's just not working. And I, I don't know, like, it, it's hard to care when it's like, I don't, you know, we're going to see, you're going to do 12 issues of Ed Brisson and, you know, Aaron Cooter's ghost rider, and then it's over. And then a month, they take a month off and then there's immediately another ghost rider series. And then that yeah. cancels and then another ghost rider series. And well, and that's part of what I, I was talking about. They've been doing that for so long yeah. with the ghost rider where it's just gotten so watered down that like who can even keep track or care oh and by the way which ghost rider are we talking about you know like yeah there was the picture of them and it's like it's a cool like 
it's one of those things like it's it's cool in concept and then when you look at it it's like everything looks the same yeah you know like there's not a lot of like depth to it like they're they're all like there's because it's such a distinct look and it's such a cool look but like you get six people with their heads on fire and yeah it's like i don't know like yeah it's, it takes the, away from the, how the special that, that the, character is like, yeah it just you know and so i i don't i don't know like i i like i like the idea of the um you know the, like the ghost rider like a one man, a team sort of thing, you know, like going mm-hmm. around town to town, helping people like yeah. that sort of thing. But it's like a squad of, of ghost riders. Like, I don't want that. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't know how much we're going to get of that. I don't think Ben Percy's going to do that here. I think based on what we've seen from Ben Percy's Wolverine, I have a feeling Ben Percy is going to tell it. And the fact that they said Johnny blaze, I have a feeling that Ben Percy is going to tell a Johnny blaze story because he's a smart guy. And I think Marvel also knows Man, I was looking at the list of Ghost Rider series and limited series, and oh my God, it is crazy long. And if you tried to read them and keep up with like who is Ghost Rider and what's going on, it makes no sense. And I think they <laughs> like realize the, that and they have to just go start over. Like start over the la- with the first like, one. It feels like there ha- like there haven't been that many, but I'm sure since like in the last, like since 2010, you wouldn't believe it. Probably been six books at least. Oh, and that doesn't count limited series, <laughs> which there's right. been like, you know, 15. like and so it's like relaunches <laughs> and rethings. And it's like, I yeah. just, I, I don't know. It just, and, and my, like, I, I really like Ben Percy. I'm always down to check out anything he's doing. I like the Wolverine book. And then I realized, Oh, I really like Adam Kubert on the, the Wolverine book. Cause he's I been, think he's, he's doing wonderful. like off the chart stuff. Yeah. And then he's you been get like, wonderful, you know, the final issue of the arc is like Scott Eaton. And it's like, Oh, that is a, I don't know. This looks like a, this is some, it looks generic. Like, like it just Scott looks Eaton. like, eh. I like, Scott you know, Eaton. like <laughs> he's like, he's not bad. It's just like, like I, like there's a ton of his like original art for sale out there. And I'm just, there's nothing out there that makes me say like, Oh, I need that. You know, like it's not, visually striking like right. he's a decent story like he's a good fill-in artist like but like there's just something like the, the the issue i don't know if it was this week or this week of wolverine with um i don't know who, which mendina it was but um like some of it looked really cool and then other things it's like oh it my was, god it was, this paco, is like, it was paco medina i believe yeah no um, I, I just was, i don't know i think and i think it might be a really good question for a question of the week but like hardest iconic characters to get right yeah. I think Ghost Rider definitely falls into that category. He's a tough, he's a beloved, iconic character, but he's very hard to get right. And like, I, th- I think about the, like, one of my first exposures to, like, a, a, a Ghost Rider in a, in a new comic was at the end of X-Men 8. Okay. You know, they're, they're on, they go, and, and with Gambit, and they have to go to Louisiana and all that. Yeah. And he, he gets pulled over by the police uh, for speeding, and it's just, like, that image of like, oh, he is like, yeah, he is spooky. Like, he's this scary. Is, this is if, if he's there, like that, something bad's going on, right? You know, like this is this is trouble. Like, Which is that, exactly and, and, why we don't need him on our Avengers team. The Avengers yeah, are the you know, Earth's mightiest right. heroes. The, the Avengers are the characters a kid should wear on a T-shirt, and the flaming skullhead spirit of vengeance. Maybe not one of those heroes is all I'm saying. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's a, it's, that's one of those like business synergy things. Where I'm like, I don't know. I don't think it works. You know, like don't, you don't, don't, don't mix them in there. But yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah, um, you, get, you got, uh, you got peanut butter on my pickles. Yeah. You know, not a peanut yeah. butter on my chocolate. Right. It's like, yeah, they're, they're yeah. I'm like, yeah. I don't know that this is for everybody. All right. Answer um, of the week. What do you got for us? Yeah. Answer of the week. Um, the, uh, 
it's the issue of global frequency. I just reread the series Ooh, where um, it's drawn by Lee Bermejo and the, the, the X global frequency agent is in Japan and he has to go to some laboratory where they're doing experiments on other humans. And there's some sort of aerosol, like um, hallucinogen gas in the air. Yeah. And he's yes. there and he realizes like, Oh, the things that are in here are so bad that nothing can leave, including me. Like this, oh, this yeah, place has yeah, to be yeah, burned yeah. to the ground. And it's like, yep. it's like body horror torture stuff. And it's, and it's like, you know, adults and there's some kids and it's like this awful, it's like they were just experimenting and it went out of control yeah. and he has to go and like assess how bad it is. And he's like, Oh, it's really bad. It's worse than you can imagine. Right. Like, like it's he, so bad. I have like, to die here. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I'm not. And he's like, I can feel the effects on me. Like I'm going to get out and murder everyone. If you don't burn this place to the ground. Yeah. And it's like really in the, the, the David Baron coloring is great. It's really like atmospheric and, and spooky and, um, and Libra Mayho is, is terrific on a, a one shot like that. Global um, frequency was so much fun. There was another issue where like two agents, they were like super agents that had like studied and read this book where just like how to turn off your pain receptors. And they yeah, had the both. Bad. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they had both been like dating the same woman and they got in a fight and just mutilate each other. And they're like feeling yeah, no pain, like breaking arms, awesome. like yeah, breaking yeah, 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 each other's it. legs, rolling downstairs and just like eating an eyeball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Feeling really no awful. pain whatsoever. It was incredible. That's a, that's a good book. Yeah. Uh, with, <laughs> by Warren Ellis with covers by Good book uh, written Wood. by a terrible person. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. And uh, one last thing, the um, I think the image reprint thing, again, you guys are saying it, got re- you got to pre-order your books. Yeah, um, it just drives that home. You've got to pre-order you, your books. If it, and the speculating is going to be stupid. Yep. But if you really want to read it, spend two ninety nine and get a digital copy and then wait six months and these first printings are going to be available. Yes. I don't want to hear, I don't hear any complaints. We know, yeah, no one, we know how this works. No, this is not yeah, new. No, no one should be spending over cover price on 99.99% of books. Like you really shouldn't. There's, there's, there's no reason. And it's, it is digital and it's available. And I have a lot of digital stuff. It's my preference is the, the tactile thing. But, you know, if I really, really need to read something like it's, you can get it on your phone while waiting at the bus. You yeah. know, like you can download it. It's easy. It's true. It's true. So Brian, good yeah. to talk to you, man. You have a good, have a happy and safe Halloween, sir. Yeah, thank hey, you, Brian. Too. Be Thanks, careful man. out there, guys. Speaking not moving, not moving a muscle from my recliner. <laughs> Speaking of Halloweenies, Frank Cirillo, how are we today, sir? Hey, I'm good. Doing good. I'm yeah. doing good. All right. How you guys doing? We're doing good. We're having fun. All right. Spectacular, Frank. Yeah. Spectacular. Oh, I got Excellent. a new job. I'm in a good mood. Sweet. Congratulations, man. Thank you. So did you guys happen to see the new Spider-Man to the second Spider-Man? No, I did not know yet? there was a new trailer. I have. There was a new trailer. I, think I have. Just dropped today. I have. And here's what, look, am I excited here's for Spider-Man think. No Way Home? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm totally yeah. into it. I yeah. did think earlier this week it was super funny that Spider-Man Now Way Home was trending <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> and like, because people just kept hitting it and be like, Now Way Home, Now I'm like, dude, oh, no. look at what your hashtag is. <laughs> but here's the thing. Uh, every time one of these trailers comes out, it is unleashing a like conspiratorial sort of I know what's going to happen in the story tidal wave that I don't think we've ever seen before. And it gets more and more ridiculous every time. We've got people saying like ridiculous. The X-Men are in this movie and Dr. Strange gets killed. And like, like, Um, Venom is definitely in it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Venom's definitely in it. Yeah. Um, yep. And it looks like the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man is in it. He is. Um, we, are, we already know that Tobey okay, Maguire and Andrew Garfield that. are in it. Um, See, I hadn't, I hadn't heard that was confirmed. I, I thought that oh, was yeah, still conf- rumor. Confirmed, okay. nope. and because okay. obviously we also have Alfred Molina, yeah, and oh, yeah. Yep. Um, they they also hinted at um, the green the Green Goblin. Okay, um, I will call my shot right. one more time. This is the last time we see Tom Holland as Spider Man, and the next time we do uh, see Spider Man, read something to it that is effect. in the Sony universe. Okay. He is no longer an MCU. He will be in the Sony MCU. You universe. are such an idiot. It's, no, but you know what? I know. I, I hate. I hate to say he's right, but. Like, you know, like, no one like needs I to will, prove Matt right. I will entertain but, the fact that he's right about Tom Holland no longer playing the role of Spider-Man. Maybe, yeah. But like, there is no way after all of the billions of dollars they've made that Sony and Marvel will not continue this very lucrative relationship. Uh, so Sony can churn out their own shit version. And make That's 100% of the happen. money, which they've already realized. It, they 100%. Can make- a hundred percent of a far smaller piece of the pie. They're yeah. not going to see it that way. Now that they've got hits with Venom, yeah, they which won't is not see even it that way. Certainly, Venom they two? certainly didn't think it was a good idea to make the deal to begin with after failing to make two other attempts. Joe Patrick, Venom two is barely a movie and it made almost $500 million. Yes, but wow. that's they still have not learned the, their lesson. Do you know what the difference but, is between five hundred million dollars and a billion? I do, and they think they can get there. You <laughs> it's watch, five hundred million. You watch, it's five hundred million. <laughs> but you like the difference between like uh, like the staggering like I I love those staggering facts, right? Like like if you were to um uh, if you made X amount of money uh per day or whatever, it would take you. X amount of years to make a million dollars. I totally agree. Let's. It would take you a hundred thousand years. But to how make about a billion? Dollars. I get it. But how about, Jason how about Sachs this? just dropped in the chat too. Sony will be more than happy being in their own universe. They've learned they can be independent. And they were already independent. They were already this. independent. What if? What if Venom is literally just an aberration? And any other Spider-Man movie they attempt to make is just garbage. Because look at right. they've had like, how many Spider-Man oh, don't movies? Don't worry, Sony they will be. Sony doesn't understand that. They think they've got hits. Right, <laughs> and that's the problem. It's like Venom is an aberration. Venom is a character that people will just they love. You go put out the shittiest Wolverine movie, and it's going to make money. Yep, because it's Wolverine. Absolutely. Like people, okay. people love these Venom movies, even though they have nothing at all to do with anything related to venom right like they are they are barely venom yes and, and sony's and learned like, that's and all look, that matters. and i and like i like the first venom movie i know that i'm i'm not like not everybody does i don't want to hear it from matt i already know his opinion on it um but a lot of people really like those movies and that's fine but sony will make so much money having Spider-Man in the MCU. Okay, we can keep going yeah, round and I, round and round. I, with I this. think you're 100 percent right. I because I don't. I don't want him to Spider-Man go. And I up, agree with you, Joe. Sony's I just don't trust Sony to not make that decision on their own, just, thinking we can do it. We don't need them. We're tired of screwing see, us that, around. That's the problem. I think here's, that's right. Here's, though. That's the here's problem. Here's what I'll. Here's what I will. Here's a, another uh, possibility that I'll entertain. Uh, that I think is within the realm of possibility. That's the same thing. I, <laughs> well, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, well, I didn't want to phrase gotcha. it like, I'll, let, right. I'll, let, I'll allow it. Like, no, I mean, like, this is what I think is possible. Um, that Sony decides that um, they want to take a crack at making their own Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. 
but that doesn't mean that doesn't preclude him from being part of the MCU still. Like, they can make their own Spider-Man movie you know without what? him being part of the MCU. They did make their own Spider-Man movie. It was Spider-Man. It was um, the, the animated Spider-Man. In the Spider-Verse. Yep. And it was it was fantastic. And it was a massive However, hit. However, yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the current MCU. So it's, it, and it, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, it I was, had nothing to do with it. Also, a whole totally different studio. Really. Right. Right. So right. right. Yeah. But, but um, like, I, I think that they could keep they could still allow Spider-Man to be a character in the MCU and say, we're going to produce our own movie Marvel Studios. I, I think Thank they you could. Very much I, I, I think Joe, I, I would like to say, Joe, I 100 I percent stand behind what you're saying. Um, and I, I hope I don't I, want I, that I, either. I want Marvel to keep making them. Yeah, I agree. I do, too, I do too. I'm not saying I don't want that to happen. I'm I think saying, I don't I think trust Marvel, these jerks. Marvel has the best intention for the characters. Yes. See, but um, here's uh, right, and but like here's where Matt and I differ. Matt thinks uh, Matt likes to get into these like conspiracy rabbit holes where he thinks that gigantic mega corporations uh, make decisions out of anything other than profit motivation, like out of spite. Out of jealousy, out of uh, <laughs> no pride. I'm not, I'm not no, saying that at all. Do not make decisions. I'm not based saying on like, that at oh, all. We can now. We can do it. I'm not saying that uh, at all. They think they can I make you all have, the money. Have in the past. You definitely have. In they the think past. they can make all the money. That's they where I think. At. I think that um, Marvel, as a studio, wants to make money, but they also want to make good stories. And I think yeah. that Sony, as a studio, literally just wants to make money. Yes. Um, and I think that they're they're going to try to make the money the way they can. I think that when you have, I think that when CBS was trying was like branded everything CBS, and they put a start put on Star Trek shows, which I'm going to trans. This is my transition, my segue. Good job, um, thank you. I think that <laughs> them changing over to Paramount made it a, a lot more palatable for people to go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to get Paramount Plus now and not CBS All Access. Definitely. And Paramount you Plus, know? it's like, that's our movie division. And that I sounds more I, important. Yeah. It's not just TV. This is cinematic um, streaming and it, magic. Well, yeah. Right. Like, and, you know, there, there's, at least for me, uh, I, I can I can imagine there's a certain uh, assumption that comes with a name like CBS All Access where it's like, yeah. oh, uh, five ninety nine a month for all the Big Bang Theory I can handle. Right, right. and by the way, Big Bang Theory is not even on it. Don't forget right. about King or you know, like but King of Queens is there, right? Yeah, like CBS, CBS, Comics, right? The Good Wife, and yeah, well, and like the Good Son too. That's not to say that like there's bad. There's an audience for those shows, sure, yeah, but it's like that's that's not the same thing as saying you can watch all the Mission Impossible movies on here, right? You know, it's like yeah, Paramount. Okay, Paramount. It's that like they're a Paramount's a lot more inclusive of yeah. all of the entertainment. But I, I would yeah. also say now, Paramount bringing all the Star Trek stuff in-house, saying it's ours, we're done farming it out to Fox or whoever right. is interested. It's been the best thing they could possibly do for Star yeah. Trek. The best thing they could possibly do. Yeah. And now, I saw Prodigy, speaking of Star Trek. How do you feel? I really, I really liked it. Um, I think it's a great beginning. It's, it's very much... A beginning. It sets everything up. Mm -hmm. I'm not really going to... If you guys... I know a lot of people didn't see it yet. Um, it's it's definitely aimed at kids and adults. Like it's definitely it's definitely geared for parents and children yeah, to watch I kinda, together. That's the kind of vibe I got yeah. from the commercials. Yeah, it, it was it was really good. the the an, the animation is spectacular. Yeah, um, I looks, don't know if you've seen the Troll Hunters show on Netflix. Mm -hmm. The same the same guys are doing yeah, it. My niece it's loves that, it. My niece <laughs> freaks out it, on Troll Hunter. Take that. Take it up a notch. It's better than the Troll Hunters. There's the, the the lighting in it is gorgeous. I mean, like just the the translucency of 
of the like one of the character has like like kind of longer pointy ears and the translucency that goes through the skin tone is yeah. just amazing no it's beautiful so, and i and it's, it's like beautiful. one of those things where cg has become way more affordable as oh, it's yeah. gotten better and i'm like yep. i think they also realize we have to compete now when you start having things like marvel what if that looks as good as it right. does and crap like that like all of a sudden mm-hmm. they know they've got to play and yeah. it looks amazing it's so good it, it, well i mean it, so like, animation animation technology just like it's like computer technology right like yeah it, the 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 first time you see something that impresses you, there's already something that far surpasses it. Right. Um, yeah. in, in terms of what can be done. Sure. Um, yeah. like even back in the day, like Walt Disney, Walt Disney Studios in the fifties, uh, their computer animation was great. Like, well, like Walt. It was Walt brand Disney's, new. You give them a break. <laughs> it's Walt, the fifties. Walt Disney. <laughs> Walt Disney Studios created entirely new technology. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to make yeah. like Snow White specifically Snow right. White, they they invented this like multi level camera type right. thing where they that could, thing's two stories tall by the way. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, where they could film different layers. Yeah, like they they created like um like analog Photoshop before Photoshop. <laughs> Pretty much exactly. Yeah. And, Pretty much. Uh, Amazing. And like yeah, and so yeah, they're in and they in bleh. Animators are innovators, and mm-hmm. um, like it's just I'm blown away. Like when I see stuff like Spider Verse, yeah, and I'm like Jesus, I, like I can't <sighs> believe this is a thing we can do. It's amazing. And then Loved and then so some shit animation studio craps out the Emoji Movie, and it's just like, and right. you know whatever. Like I pick it, yeah. I'm picking on the Emoji Movie, but there's lots of movies like that where it's just like very bland CGI. They're going for a different. Crap. Right, it's, it's, like, it's it, but it's like it's, for, it's no it's no imagination. It's, it's like no it's it's no style. That Spider Man yeah. movie needed to look that way to be as cool as it's going to be because it's Spider Man. Star Trek but, needs to look this good animated. Yeah, because right, Star and Trek, that's what I'm saying. Like you know? if you're gonna if like if you're going to make an animated property, like there's a place for something like Lower Decks. Sure, I like I really like traditional animation and like that's I, it's all well and good. I hear somebody Sorry. screaming. Uh, my son is um, something. All right. Listen. Oh, but, uh, fabulous. My son peed on the floor. Oh, oh wow. Yes. Frank, I'm going to get going. I'm going to let um, you handle my, this. Well, Frank. <laughs> it's my, good answer, to talk my answer to the reek real quick was the brood. Okay. Love it. Uh, <laughs> We're going to let, you, let Frank. Frank go. Um, but yeah, just to finish my thought, it's like there's a place for like traditional style. Sure. And I appreciate it and I enjoy it. Um, but if you're going to make something like this, where it is uh, a more computer generated look, um, you got to bring it. Yeah. You can't you can't just like fart out some like 1995 level Pixar. Shit. Right. And just like you said, especially if it's if it's Star Trek is your brand, you've got to bring it. This is not the friggin emoji movie. Speaking yep. of the emoji movie, Jason Sachs, you are a huge fan, as I understand. Is that correct? What is, what is my key emoji? I have a big smiley <laughs> emoji. This is my hand. <laughs> Speaking of animation, I've been watching Young Justice. How do we? Yeah, I got to catch up. I forgot that that was a thing that HBO Max was doing. I am so impressed with that show. It's like it's very another level this year too. Really, it it is. It is such a like. Obviously, you know it's it's different. Like it's don't don't go to Young Justice if you're looking for like a page accurate version of anything. Right. But it is such a deep dive into DC lore. That any old DC fan should uh, just like adore Young Justice. And this year, like it, a lot of it's 
a lot of the first few episodes are, t- are basically around this interracial marriage and the prejudice that the Martians have against this marriage of an yeah. Earthling married to a Martian. Is it McGann? Like Miss Martian? Yeah, oh, yeah nice. they're getting married. So Superboy and, and McGann are getting married. And they're playing up the uh, racism between the white Russians and the uh, green Russians. And it's just really no, good. No, white Russian is a drink, Jason. <laughs> But they're excuse me, the Martians. white Martians. We don't want to offend our vodka and heavy cream drinking friends. Okay, like we all enjoy a white Russian. Definitely not in the Pacific Northwest. Um, I'm pretending uh, I'm in India. Yeah. Something. Uh, something I really loved. I, I've just seen the first two episodes, but something I really loved is uh, spoiler. I don't. I don't want to spoil it. But there's a character that shows up and he's speaking to one of the villainous uh, Martians. And he's like, basically, he's like, just so I got it straight. There is literally no difference between any of you other than your skin color, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the and the Martian's like, yeah, so what? Uh, and he's like, nope, just making sure. All right, carry on. <laughs> Let's yeah. not get started about what's going on here on Earth. Okay. Yeah, it's just like, okay, yeah, yes. Uh, and like, of course, this particular evil character is like gleefully uh, right. encouraging it. Uh, but it's just like that little that little like extra note home for our younger viewers or even some of our older viewers, unfortunately, that like, yeah, guys, hey, racism stupid. <laughs> Jason, I want to touch on something you said in the chat, you which we brought up when we were talking about Venom. You said, OK, so why do you feel like Marvel has to create these movies? Other studios can make good movies, too, and they can be super popular. Expound on that. Well, so you were just talking about. Spider-Verse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that wasn't a Marvel movie at all. It yeah. was entirely a Sony film. And everyone agrees, like, it's a great movie. And it's probably yeah. made close to a billion dollars itself, I'm right? sure. It's a movie sure. that we come yeah. back to over and over again. You know, the I don't think we have to have Marvel be the company that makes all the, the superhero movies that are good. And in fact, like, we're seeing, we've seen a lot of signs of the Marvel kind of approach stagnating over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, right? I mean, uh, Aside from Ragnarok, uh, like the last last few of their movies have not been the greatest films, right? Shang-Chi, for example, was kind of, I thought, kind of meh. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it depends on, uh, like, well, I, it, I, I still love have, them. I still very much love them, of, but yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. There, there's, no, I, like, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, uh, there, for, for some people, I think they might be showing, uh, like, their formula might be um, a little bit showing through the cracks a little bit too much for some of these newer movies. Um, And like, I certainly agree with you, Jason, that Marvel doesn't have to be the studio that makes all of the Marvel movies and for them to be good. Um, But I have no confidence in the live action Sony film studio. I don't either. And I uh, think when it comes to the comic book movies and separating um, Spider-Man from the MCU yeah, and, like, when we Sony love animation, him so much there. Sony I animation. Uh, yeah. Like it, they're their own group of creatives. And, um, but I agree that that's probably one of the best comic book movies ever made and certainly beloved. Um, but when you talk about, you know, bringing Spider-Man, wrenching Spider-Man away from uh, his home in the MCU and putting him back into Sony's hands because they think they can make a better profit. I'm not excited. I'm not excited about that because Sony doesn't make great superhero movies. So uh, it is like a corporate 
it's a thing corporations want to do to maximize their profits, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like incumbent on them to their stockholders to try and maximize their profits. Yep. So I think it's likely that they are going to pull back Spider-Man. And I don't think that necessarily means it's going to be a bad, you're going to be unhappy with the movies. I think from Sony's standpoint, just like you were saying, Venom 2's made a half billion dollars already or something. Yeah. Like to them, it's got to be crazy for them to think of not canceling this agreement or not renewing the agreement when it expires because they're going to maximize their own profits and their own ability also to uh, make secondary money off. They are also in a position where Spider-Man has single hand, Spider-Man, Venom, things around that has like single handedly saved Sony Pictures that Mm -hmm. they were getting ready to sell off the entertainment division of Sony Pictures because it just wasn't making them money and they're making way more money selling TVs and shit. This has saved that. So to say that they don't want this flagship character to lead Sony Pictures, I think it's insane. I think they're bringing um, him back. I, you know, and I, I understand all of the words that you guys are saying. Uh, like I, I, I technically, <laughs> like I, I understand the idea. Um, um, I just don't think that. I don't have confidence that the property would be good and successful oh, financially does I not equate no to good. I have no confidence that it'll be good. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying so hooray. I, um, I, I, I also think that um, there's a reason why Sony made that deal. There's a reason why um, we were hearing all of this uh, hubbub about uh, the deal ending following a No Way Home. Or um, what was the second one? Far From Home. Far From Home. And... Um, there's a reason why Sony re-upped the deal. And so um, we don't know how much money they really make. And I bet it's a lot. And uh, so I don't know. I don't know. You know, anything's possible. Um, I just, I, I just, I, the idea does not excite me. Me either. Uh, I got to like, say also, I did not like Homecoming. I still think it's one of the worst Marvel movies. I don't get that at all. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Homecoming, a- the, the first one? The first one. Oh man, oh, my. I really wow. loved it. Yeah, uh, my heart, Jason. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, I I have a uh, Jason and the movie knots about that. You can give it fair okay. enough. Good listen. All right, plug, 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 plug. Jason, Jason always good to talk. <laughs> Cla- no, a- also classic comics cavalcade. Check there them out. You go yeah, wherever fine podcasts are distributed. I have a uh, answer to the question of the week. Get us. Yes, please. What do you got? Which is a uh, nice classic deep cut by me. So we all know about. Uh, Steve Bissett and John Totalben drawing yeah. Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Greatest run of Swamp Thing ever. Oh, yeah. Easily. Uh, before they did Swamp Thing, they did another uh, amazing horror comic for a uh, comic called Bizarre Adventures, issue number 33. They did a Dracula comic. Really? That wow. is the darkest, like, spookiest ass comic you will ever read wow it is just uh, written by steve perry who's in the sad backstory um it's a medieval saga about uh the curse of count dracula uh it starts with heads on pikes and animals impaled and goes deeper and deeper (laughs) into the varney it's drawn this beautiful ink wash style and even like normal human faces are eerie as hell comic just like almost glows with this intense horror feel to it. I it is find spectacular. This. I didn't know this was even a thing. I gotta find this. Uh, tragically, he gave up on a comics career to go sing lead vocals for Journey. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, it turned sorry, out fairly I'm sure well. That that's, I'm sure it's a real life. Turned tragedy. out fairly well yeah, until they replaced him with that Filipino yeah. kid. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I like the second you said Bizarre Adventures, the logo immediately popped into my brain from going through a billion long boxes in my lifetime. Who printed uh, Bizarre Adventures? Who was it? It's a Marvel book. Okay, it was Marvel. All right, from '82. Uh, yeah. So it's like literally like just before they took over. Swamp Thing. I will tell. I will Fun. definitely find that, Jason. That's awesome. It's good to talk to you. We got a bunch of jerks in line to talk to, you, though. So, thanks, we, guys. We miss Thank you. you Jason. Always good to hear oh, from you. Uh, King. Oh wait! Sorry. Oh I, shit! I had already. I had already thank hit you. him. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. I think he was saying you. congratulations. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate it. David Robbins, how are we today, sir? Doing all right, gentlemen. How are you guys doing this morning? We're doing well. What do we? What do you got for us? Um, I've got a convention report, but I'll go do a quick, uh, like ridiculous answer to the question of the week first. Okay. Okay. Um, cause you're just looking for pop culture things that were generally, generally, genuinely creepy and disturbing, right? Yeah. And nerd adjacent. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is nerd adjacent. Uh, I, when I was growing up, uh, you know, young little nerd, uh, the late night commercials for the time life books and the gray light bulb head aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Yeah, man. There, cause there was always like, there was like time life, world war two time life, the history of dogs. And then they were like time life, UFOs, you know? Like, ah! <laughs> it's yeah. great. Mysteries of the unknown. Totally. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, you got the, that, that voiceover. Yeah, that, the, uh, the images um, of the, the great, the gray light bulb head aliens uh, have stuck with me for like 30 years. Love it. So, um, so uh, quick hit, um, L.A. by Night uh, ended their uh, their five-season run last night. Um, they announced that it was the end of the chronicle of this story. Uh, five seasons, they they wrapped up the story. All of the episodes are now available on YouTube. They, oh. they were going... Um, they were going this season Twitch on Friday night and then Saturday morning, the YouTube, uh, gotcha. replay went up. Yeah. So they're, they're all up. Um, and they announced that in 2022, they're starting New York, uh, by night. Oh, fun. So they're going to, they're going to do a new story. Um, same world. Some of the characters may or may not come over. Um, that is still up in the air. Cool. But for people who are interested, um, the whole story is wrapped and told and out there. Awesome. Um, so, and then I have convention report, yeah. um, cause I've been to Ooh, a couple yeah. since we last talked to each other. Um, I was at the final wizard world, Chicago. How was ah. it? Uh, yes. Um, it was small. Yeah. It was, it was like, it was downsized. If you guys have been to wizard world Chicago before at the Donald Stevens, um, at one point, uh, so when I was started going, they had just the lower level on the left-hand side of the building. Right. Then eventually they expanded to both lower levels, left-hand and right-hand. Yeah, because Wizard and World they, like ex- was huge, and then it contracted, yep. and then it slowly expanded a little bit. And yeah. Then, you know. So they went, uh, they've been at lower, both lower, and then lower and upper on the other side as well. Right. Um, this year was just the lower on the left-hand side, mm. and it didn't even use the full room. Yeah. What was so, attendance like? Um, attendance was light. Um, mm-hmm. there were people there. The, the guests were not, the, the guests were good, but it's not for the most part, aside from a lot of the cast of Winona Earp, wasn't a lot of people yeah. that hadn't been there before. <laughs> I don't mean to make that face of Winona Earp fans out there, but uh. no, the, those, those people, <laughs> um, Winona Earp fans are devoted to their show yes, and they I love it. begrudge them nothing for that. Um, uh, I, I can't get over the fact that Winona Earp is played by Mrs. McMurray from Letterkenny. Uh, <laughs> so I haven't watched it because I just, I can't wrap my brain around Isn't it. Isn't Winona Earp, is that Jeff Marriott? Did he invent her? I can't remember. No, Bo Smith. Bo, Bo Smith, Smith That's uh, right. created one on our. That's right. 
So, uh, so I just kind of that that missed me. But my my girlfriend and our good friend were there, and they both really liked the show. So, like we you know we talked to some of the guests. There were some Outlander people there, um, and some uh, animated voice actors. Um, overall, it was pretty. It was it was it was decent. Um, they just they they didn't use the full space because um, they didn't have a need for it. Right. First first the third of the room were vendors. Second third was the artists, and the last third was the photograph and autograph area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it was it was so no reason back. to buy a full weekend pass is what you're saying. Um, we we got there on Saturday morning. We we had uh, we went to see Alton Brown on Friday night. Um, but. Yeah, we got there Saturday morning and Un- unrelated. Yeah. yeah, he was not at Wizard World. <laughs> he was not at Wizard World. Oddly enough, though, we bought tickets for Milwaukee on Friday night, and then he wound up being in Chicago on Saturday night anyway. That's awesome. Um, yeah, he so, was uh, an artist. He was an artist alley selling overpriced sketches of souffles. <laughs> what was the other? What was the other convention? Uh, Gamehole Con in Madison just this past weekend. Okay, um, which is not the hugest con in the first place. Um, it's like your local gaming con. Um, it is getting bigger. They do have True Dungeon there as one of their their big features, which is good. I'm sorry. Is it? I'm sorry. Did you say that the name of it is Gamehole? Gamehole Con is yep. their full name. Okay, that's weird. That is usually the reaction everybody gives. But it was uh, a okay. store <laughs> called the Gamehole that started it, right? What's that? It's a store that started it called the Gamehole, right? I can't speak to that i don't know i think it's just the okay. you know you get to playing a uh, rpg and you go down the game hole all right i just, thought like, it was a store that out of wisconsin that started it but i, don't I it, it may be i might not have that piece of info but um and i love that name that's the name of your store <laughs> the game hole it reminds me of that symptoms where you're like oh mr fancy pants with his garage like where do you park your car mo in my car hole. <laughs> in my car hole. <laughs> um, so, it, like, it was, it, it, like, it was decently attended. Um, like, it was about where it usually is. Uh, everybody there, they had a, uh, uh, you got a, it was masks, masks required. And Good. if you showed your uh, vaccination card, you got a, uh, like, silicone wristband that actually had the con logo and vaccinated on it. Cool. So that you, cool. you they, like you could tell who you people you were game with. That's good. I, I played in an RPG. Um, everyone at the table, including uh, the GM who was B. Dave Walters, um, was like mashed up uh, unless they were, you know, taking a sip of something or cool. whatever. Um, and overall, like I felt very comfortable at the show. Good. Um, I, you know, I think that for the most part, nerds lean towards the believers in science. I think so too. I, I don't think we're going to see a lot of like flat earthers yeah. and anti-vaxxers at these comic conventions there. If, yeah. if you're reading, chances are it's because you're pretty well-read and you read the news and pay attention to stuff, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's everybody. Cause I did have an unfortunate interaction at Gen Con and one of the vendors got tossed out of Gen Con for Ooh. not keeping their mask on. Um, that story is out there. So I'm, I'm not going to comment anymore on it, but Fair you guys enough. can look that up. Um, but overall, like I felt comfortable at the gaming con. Um, Wizard was I could have done it in a day and been okay with it. Yeah. Um, we just kind of took our time and you know wandered around and yeah, that was that was that's the convention report. I'm I glad think. you had a good time. That sounds Love fun. It. That's I, awesome. I did too. I'm looking forward to C2E2 in a few weeks. Um, that's going <sighs> to be interesting. I want to hear about that. I want to hear about yeah. yeah December C2E2 because it just seems so weird. I don't know. Well, it, to, to add to pile onto that, which is also weird, unless, if, in case I haven't mentioned this before, the CTV2 hasn't really announced their dates for next year yet. They kind of have. Yeah. But they announced look, like season. It'll be in this yeah. season. <laughs> but if you look at their website, if you deep dive on their website, they're scheduled for the same weekend as Gen Con. 
Yeah, you told me that. I didn't yeah. know that. I bet they end up moving it around. That seems bad. David, we're gonna, it, it seems it seems bad, yeah. David, we're going to keep moving here, but it's good to talk to you, man. Absolutely, guys. Be safe. And Oh, God, I keep... Sorry. <laughs> you got to wait until they're done talking. Sorry, David. Sorry. sorry about that. JD, good morning, sir, and how are we? We missed you a week there, too. We lost you yeah. last week. Something went weird with your audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a new computer, and I... Because apparently having a full-time job where I actually leave the house for work means I can't have fun things anymore. That so makes sense. So I didn't sense. have my podcast set that up That makes anymore. sense. <laughs> That's how it is. What are we rapping yeah, about? So, um, well, start off with the answer of the week. Um, despite my funny comment, um, you and Joe fighting about Venom is not my favorite horror theme <laughs> comic thing. <laughs> um, we do it for the fans. We do it for the yeah. fans, J.D. The, I would say the one comic... Uh, that scared me. And I don't know if someone's already mentioned it, but uh, the um, uh, the Doctor Destiny issue of uh, Sandman. Yeah, twenty four hours. Yeah, yes. like Sandman number eight or seven yeah. or eight. Totally. And for that, those of you who are like, oh man, there's a lot of comics being thrown out here. We have a note section that'll have a required reading with these comics we talked about, yeah. links and stuff. So. Um, there's also someone actually did uh, an animated version. No a live action version of that on like YouTube. They did like a, like a Neil Gaiman sanctioned fan video. Really? Whoa. And it's, I, I can imagine there's it's like a good f- and terrifying. There's a full on Neil Gaiman sanctioned, like audio play almost. It's not like yeah, an audio it's a, book. It's an audio, you know, it's like, it's an audio book. It, it's on audio. audible. It's no, like, I a, mean, but it, it's got like music and stuff in it. Like, sure. It's yeah. I mean, it's full produced with production. a full voice. It's yeah. a full voice cast audio book of St. Man. Yeah. And it's yeah, pretty good. J- I started it recently. Yeah, James McAvoy was Morpheus. Yeah. It's no, solid. They've yeah. got like some star power behind it and it's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, Kind of horror adjacent, uh, that Jen McKay's first issue of uh, Moon Knight came out on, at the Lake House this week. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. We uh, loved it. And that good. book was one of the best books I've read in a long time. I would put that – it feels like a spiritual successor or at least a, a spiritual cousin to Zdarsky's uh, Daredevil. Okay, uh, sure. They just have that I feel in the way they're handling the character, which highlights something that I – I don't, I'm upset about with Spider-Man and it's, I've kind of mentioned it about the movies, but when was the last time you saw Spider-Man fighting crime? Yeah, it has been quite a while. He's been fighting bug men that were bringing people back from the dead and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It feels, it feels to me a little bit like Spider-Man has kind of fallen into what we call the Batman trap where like, he just fights his own problems. We right. just talked about well, that on the show. Like this everything's week. gotta be a saga. Everything's yeah. everything's gotta be a six part storyline. You know, well, and like, everything has to be related to something he's done or his history or yes. his past. Uh, right. So he creates a self perpetuating problem where, like, like, right. like to, a, to a degree, I literally do feel like to a certain degree, if he stopped being Spider Man, we would probably not have Green Goblin anymore. Yeah, New York would be a safer place if he wasn't around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, all right. Look, I'm not I trying to get all J. Jonah Jameson here, but the guy's a menace, I, you know? I, 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 like, I mean, I think that there's a fair argument to be made that Batman has probably created as many villains yeah. as he Oh, for <laughs> sure. Batman has been uh, way worse for Gotham than Spider-Man has like, been for New Spider-Man, York. Spider-Man. <laughs> so, like, like gods come to Gotham. They're like, I want to kill Batman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it does help, but I just feel like he hasn't in quite a while. He also doesn't beat up on the mentally ill. 
Right. You know, True. like as a rule. But also like if Batman doesn't exist and Bane doesn't show up and take over Gotham, you know, <laughs> it doesn't happen. Yeah. That's yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, and it's like so like Daredevil and Moon Knight, I mean, they they at least in their stories in these recent it, these recent story arcs outside of Daredevil going to jail. I mean, it was it's kind of built in, baked into the story arc of Electra becoming Daredevil that we see some more day-to-day daredevilish yes and we also see daredevil and electra dealing with the stuff they deal with moon knight right Right. now dealing with the stuff that he's supposed to deal with vampires werewolves crap like that like putting them back in their universe yeah Yeah, giving them their job back right and and then the that's what i want to see with ghost rider i want to see ghost rider get his job back i don't want to see i don't need the king of hell like just take a take a shit bag and just stare him in. Right. Shit. I want to see Johnny Blaze breaking up like human sex slavery rings and yeah. stuff and like dealing with the, the gnarliest of the gnarly and punishing Fighting them. the orb. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> breaking up yeah. the brothers grim, you know, like separating those jerks because they're always a problem when they get together. So, so one other thing I want to talk side about. Note, uh, real quick side note, JD. Yeah. Um, I, I drew a picture of uh, the brothers grim for one of my Inktober uh, uh-huh. entries this month. Shameless um, plug. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> but uh, like, my theme is is silly Marvel Marvel villains. Right. Like last yeah. year, I did silly DC villains. Um, and uh, Brothers Grimm were one of them. I had no idea what the history of the Brothers Grimm were was. And when I wikied it, it it's like the Brothers Grimm are like soulless golems yeah. created by some sort of weirdo. Yeah. It's like what the hell? What they're not just like two dudes that got crime fighting, like nope. that got super oh, crime suits. No, they have a supernatural background. Yeah, it's so strange. Anyway, yeah. carry on, JD. I was like very perplexed. So I had a weird hot take Marvel opinion, which is uh, I heard some other uh, either headline or some clickbait thing saying that Thor Ragnarok was the first uh, auteur-led MCU movie. Right, and so and, no, I mean I understand. We, but I was just thinking. So I was just thinking. Uh, okay, so tour directors that would do well in the MCU, and I just for whatever reason my brain just went weird, and I thought Wes Anderson could theoretically actually do a really good Fantastic Four movie. I'd rather see Wes Anderson's X-Men. Somebody had a Twitter feed. I have seen Wes Anderson's no, X-Men. No, that, 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 that video was good. It was amazing. That's but, it. Yeah. If you think about if you think about how much DNA of Taika Waititi versus how much MCU DNA is in Thor Ragnarok? For sure. That ratio, if you put that ratio to Wes Anderson and make it a Fantastic Four. Oh, man. Yeah, it would be amazing. Sure. I'd love it. Um, I, I like I think, uh, you know, and I, I, I think we were going to get that with Ant-Man. Well, that was going to be Edgar, yeah, Edgar, Wright. Edgar Wright. Yeah, and and Marvel for whatever reason just they weren't on the same page as Edgar Wright, and yeah. we got a very good and fun superhero comedy that I love, and a great sequel. But, but today, I can't tell you who directed any of the Ant Man movies. No, Peyton Reed. Um, Ooh, in your sorry, face, JD. No, I like. Ooh. Sorry, I just happen. I just happen <laughs> to, to know. Um, but I mean, all like. I couldn't tell you the difference between like Peyton Reed and or Adam McKay, who got his start directing like fucking Anchorman right. and then went on to make Moneyball or some shit. Uh, like uh, Academy Award nominated director of Anchorman, Adam McKay. 
Um, we are, yeah, we are getting another auteur led film real quick here. And so far it is the lowest rated uh, Eternals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's the lowest rated um, and reviewed Marvel film yet. I'm not saying like, I feel like it's going to be bad, but reviewers have savaged it a bit saying like, um, this would be I, good if it wasn't a Marvel movie, things like that, which I don't even understand I, what that means. I think, um, I, I am, I want to judge Eternals for myself yeah. because I think that a lot of the problem is the, I think a lot of the problem people might be having with the Eternals is the Eternals, the, yes. the deep, the deep lore, the deep yeah. weird lore of the Eternals. And I'm not yeah. saying that, like, I'm not saying that you don't also need to make a coherent movie that's interesting to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that the Eternals is so different. Yeah. Well, yeah, I've got um, I've got friends of mine that come to me as like comic book guy, and they're like, "Hey, what's up with this Eternals?" And I'm like, "I, I don't know." <laughs> sure. Part of me gets um, a little scared to Eternals explain my, it because I'm afraid if Eternals I explain it, like I'm afraid if right. I explain Eternals to people <laughs> yeah, that are not nerds, they're gonna be like, "Well, I'm not going to that movie," you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's so, just like, it. Is that just it, don't worry it's about like, it. It's gonna be cool. <laughs> like, there's nothing. There's nothing inherently like the Eternals. You can break that down into a in an, into an elevator pitch. Sure. You know, they are. Uh, a race of cosmic super beings created by space gods. It's just fitting this uh, into the Marvel, to, like, a, like as, as the Greek like, to to safeguard humanity from right. a very specific threat. And it's like, yeah, it's like a, it's a exactly, it's like a sci-fi uh, pantheon. Sure, and mm-hmm. um, and like you can make a one-for-one comparison f- for from each member of the Greek gods to uh, an eternal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that, that's part of their stories, like the Eternals were here and they influenced yeah. these characters, and humans were like, well, yeah, that's Mercury, and that's you know right. whatever. Yeah, like uh, the the leader of the Inhumans is named right. Zurus. Right. Uh, like, yeah. and you're telling me that guy's not Zeus? Get totally. out of town. Or um, but anyway, Macari. Yeah, and and so uh, I think uh, anyway, but auteur led. Yeah, I I think that um, I think that Marvel had a chance with Ant Man, and for whatever reason they didn't, and then they embraced it with Taika Waititi. Yeah, and yeah. learned their and they saw what a great thing it could be. Right. I just um, thought, I just thought Wes Anderson. Wes, I think Wes Anderson, you know, popped into my head for the for Fantastic Four just because he loves a good cutaway. Yeah, like like cutaway buildings. I would also get that with the Baxter building. If, if you did Wes Anderson, I would love to see a movie with two directors where Wes Anderson did all the flashback stuff from the '60s before yes. they vanished, and then awesome. another director is doing like the hip, cool, you know, like here's the future, but the characters continue to act. In yeah. the present, as if they were directed by Wes Anderson, oh, it just God. no longer looks like a Wes Anderson movie. Let's give another chance. Yeah, it'd be kick-ass. <laughs> that would be so much fun. JD, uh, so uh, Frank, uh, Frank says uh, it's a Eternals is a deep cut, a weird choice to make. I yeah. definitely think it'll lead into the next phase. Yes, certainly to all those things. Um, he also says it was Frank's first attempt at making new gods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually it was his second, like he went to the, he created the Eternals second. Yes. He, he created the fourth world at DC and then he went back to Marvel. He's like, I got this. And then created the Eternals and, and like, and people were like, what is this? It's like, it's like Jack, you came back to DC. You did a very bizarre 2001 a space odyssey comic uh that (laughs) and you did not read the script there's for some inexplicable (laughs) reason it lasted many issues uh even though it's just a like a it's just a movie length movie i love it um and uh 
there's like one thing about that comic anybody remembers other than Jack Kirby's art, and that's Machine Man. Yeah, pretty much. It's like so. It's like Jack. You like thank you. You've created the Eternals, but we had to like bend over backwards to put them into the Marvel universe. Right, JD. We're um, gonna keep moving. We've got a couple more people to get in here, but love you, buddy. Good to talk to you. Talk to you Thanks, later, JD. Adios. Uh, yeah, the Eternals. I don't know. I, I, we always knew it was going to be a hard sell. And yeah. I'm not saying that these people are like, oh, oh, they just aren't comic fans. Like, because obviously they're movie reviewers and they know a good movie when they see it. For sure. Um, it, like, it's their job to be able to judge these things. Um, I just, like, there's part of me that's like, I just, I, I don't know if the Eternals. It's going to be a hard pill for normals, for muggles to swallow. Muggles, I think sure. I think that's going to yeah. be the biggest issue is, you know, like, yes, you like your Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's easy when you're like, well, th- these guys are in space, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy and wacky shit happens in space. We all know that. And now we're going to be like, oh, by the way, here's a sort of Scientology thing that we're going to fit into the Marvel Universe where aliens came and <laughs> made us help us be smarter and took care of us. You know? yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I'm very excited to see Eternals. I don't know when I will, but. But um, I can understand why people might be kind of um, yeah butting up against it. Jimbo, know, get in here. I asked it. Ethan Harrison to unmute, but I think he's having a little trouble. So, Jimbo, get in here, man. What's going on? Well, the dude can't find All the whole right, so, half the time. Uh, we'll, we will uh, get right to it. Um, enter the question of the week. Uh, Izumunaki by Junju, Junji Itro. Junji Ito. Yeah. yeah. Um, absolutely terrifying. Juju Ito um, draws still pictures that don't even have to be in a book. You could just be like, hey, look at this. And you'll go, ah, <laughs> like, oh yeah, my God. True. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't think there's a better answer because like, like you can read like JJK, just guys in her chainsaw man. And there's like pictures that are terrifying. Right. But yeah. Horrific imagery. Yeah. Right. But this stuff, like, you know, it has, it has a cult status. You know, it's going to be scary. And it still scares the crap out of you. Yeah. Everything. Like, oh, disturbing. Um, Doom Patrol. Do, I have a question. Did you guys see episode two? Because I have a question of a character. No, but go ahead. Okay. So, I, I haven't. Matt has, though. I have. Okay. I've only seen up to episode two of the third season so far. Okay. In episode two, Gungrax, the the destroyer. Uh, Gar- Gargoax, yes. Gar- Gargoax. Is this, is this a real character? I thought it was hilarious. Like He is indeed a real character. Yep. Um, he originated <laughs> in the... Uh, he originated in the 60s Doom Patrol. Like So he was just a silly Silver Age alien villain. Okay. And um, like they like Grant Morrison brought him back and and did uh, like they brought him back in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, um, even before it went to Grant Morrison, like they did a Gargoax story. Uh, I think Eric Larson was the artist. And um, but yeah, so whatever you saw on the show, um, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure it's weird and a very uh, far departure from his origins. Right. It's, actually, um, it is not as far as you think. And one of the things the show has done, just like Grant Morrison did in his run, is they're just having fun with the really dumb Silver Age like ideas oh, yeah, that's introduced what, like, in Doom Patrol. I, I started and watching it great. catch up. <laughs> yeah, so I started great. watching it catch up, and like <laughs> I just forget like how stupid, funny the characters they grab. Yeah. yeah. This is a good yeah, well, like, like, well, yeah, and so it's funny. like like Beard Hunter. Beard Hunter, yeah, yeah that's that's so that's a character. Oh, that was a real character. Yeah. 
I, so, um, I had missed one episode of the second season. It was the one where we met the, uh, they're like the challengers of the unknown, but they yeah. had a different name. It was called like the uh, pursuers of the unexpected or something like that. And it was four people. It was the fantastic four. Was that in the second season? It was in the second season. Yeah. yeah. And they shot him into space and they're like, what'd you shoot him in space? He's like, they're a research oh, right. team that I shot into space. They're like, what'd you shoot him in space for? And he's like, research. And they came back <laughs> and like, Two, one of them was basically negative woman, where she has the negative spirit inside of her, right. but she's learned to control it. The other two just got horribly irradiated, and they're out of their minds, and they still think it's like 1955, and they're like wrestling with each other and running around, like speaking as heroes, you know? <laughs> like, and she's like, it. yeah, they're dying. <laughs> and they end yeah, up burying them in the end in the backyard, because like, they're just twitching and dying. <laughs> it's great. I guess what I like about it is like it just pokes fun at these really stupid characters yeah. and these premises. It's just so good. I don't like I'm assuming Marvel has stuff. Why don't they do like Mar Marvel has a lot of stuff like this. I don't know. Like Marvel doesn't have so much like a Doom Patrol that's like looking and making fun of a lot of stuff. But yeah. they do have like Great Lakes Avengers where is where like they poke fun. And uh, like Squirrel Girl, and we were, humor book we were gonna get, uh, we were gonna get that. Um, we were gonna get at, at least a little bit of that Marvel, um, Marvel TV. Yeah, uh, not to be confused with Marvel Studios, was um, in the process of filming a uh, a show based around the New Warriors, which yeah. is a, a superhero group, a beloved superhero group that I love anyway. Yeah, uh, from the '90s that got that kind of got turned into a joke in later. Um, stories um, when they were murdering, they, you know, schools and towns. it was an accident. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. We don't need to get into it. Um, but it, uh, it looked like the show was going to kind of merge the new warriors with the Great Lakes Avengers because yeah. Mr. Immortal was going to be there, Squirrel Girl was going to be in it. Um, huh. and they were going to lean and into so that. So we were going to kind of get that comedy. silly Marvel side, right? Um, but the for some reason, like the no network or the network that had it was like, no thanks. Um, and like they had, they had been filming the pilot, uh, or doing screen tests, uh, of the effects and stuff. And, uh, the, the guy that the showrunner released a bunch of footage, uh, like concept footage from the show of Melania Vintrub as squirrel girl, like without the effects on her. Um, but so she had like this big tail that was obviously going to be CGI'd in her in the costume, and like it looked good, it looked good. I'm and sure they, it just they didn't go forward in the chat. Tony uh brings up a really good point. He said they're not doing it because Marvel thinks their crazy stuff can still make a hundred million dollars opening weekend at the box office, and he's not wrong. If like right. I know, I, mean, I know we I mean, say like how could, doesn't Marvel have stuff like this? Yeah, and I would argue Rocket Raccoon and Groot are right up there with some of their weirder. Yeah screwball well, but, stuff and, but that's know? just it that is that like the, those characters in the if you look back to the comics especially the dad and Abnett, andy lanning comics that inspired the 2014 right. movie those characters are not played for comedy no they play them very it's straight. not that they're it's not that they don't have funny moments it's yeah. but like uh, like it's not like a laugh uh, a, a laugh a minute like the guardians movie right um where it's like non-stop jokes like the guardians of the galaxy at first is like a brutal war comic yeah um, because it comes hot on the heels of like uh, one of the annihilation events. Yeah, it was like space genocide comic, basically. Right. Like, yeah, and it's like now the Guardians of the Galaxy have to go around and fix everything that got fucked up during the war. <laughs> Pretty much. And it's and um, yeah, and uh, so yeah, Rocket Raccoon. Haha, it's funny he's a raccoon. Uh, don't call him a raccoon because he's an alien, and there's no such thing as raccoons in space. James Gunn 
brought that humor and ramped it way up. Definitely. So uh, Doom Patrol, just a little background of Doom Patrol for Jim and for anybody that might not be familiar. Um, Doom Patrol was a Silver Age uh, DC comic, just like a straight superhero comic. Um, very goofy. It, it came out like within months of the X-Men. And so it's yeah. kind of like an Armageddon deep uh, impact situation uh-huh. where it's like team of freaks led by a weirdo in a wheelchair yeah. who's got a strange agenda. And um, so Doom Patrol uh, lasted for a while. Uh, the characters died. They came back. They died. They came back. Um, and then in the 80s, they relaunched them. And it was uh, it was popular enough at the time. But about a year and a half in, a young, fresh-faced Grant Morrison took over the book uh, and turned it into something completely different. Right. Uh, like bizarre hilarious extremely um, meta like very yeah like very uh meta referential and uh that book became something so different than what it was that they folded it into vertigo uh which was dc's imprint where they would put out the weird and the bizarre yeah um and the difference between marvel and dc is that dc had a home for stories like that where people embraced them and Marvel really never has. Yeah, like that's had, true. That's true. They had, they had Epic in the eighties, but it wasn't not quite the same now. Um, and, uh, like DC had a place where weirdos would go to find weirdo comics. And you that, know, that's where Hellblazer came from. Uh, uh Constantine, um, that's how we got the sex men. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the sex men, right? The sex men from Doom Patrol. The sex men, what? The sex uh, men yeah. Like the brotherhood. The, the, they show up the when show people up. are too horny and they chill them out. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, that was in season two, right? The sex yeah. men. It was such um, a great episode. Yeah, like beard, like beard hunter. Um, but yeah, Sandman. Um, uh, uh, what am I missing? Uh, Constantine. Oh, the swamp. Like the 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 HBO or the DC uh, Unlimited. Swamp Thing show that lasted a season that was very Vertigo inspired. Um, and and so DC had a home for that that was very well received and beloved. And Marvel has never quite been able to match that. No, they did have Marvel um, Knights, though. Remember that imprint? Yeah, that- Marvel Knights. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, like, like th- th- that, that particular episode, episode two, was just so crazy and funny. This guy just you know, is just doing what he does. And it was like so stupid. Like, yeah, I just like, that's the idea. So the Doom Patrol, this is what they deal with. This is yeah, their day to day. Danny, Danny, the street, yeah. Danny, Danny, the street, a transgender. How can you even be a transgender thing when you are not a physical being? Yeah, that, well, yeah. But neighborhood. Like, a, a transgender neighborhood. Uh, is a neighborhood street that is also sometimes a van. Uh, well, you know, like, becomes a van because it's right, like has to sure. leave. Like Danny, you know? Danny becomes whatever Danny needs to be, right? And protects uh, and, all the residents that and live Danny, in Danny. Like, and but that's like, yeah, that's from that's, that's amazing. From the Doom Patrol, that's comma, right? From Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol. Yeah, and and it's just like, yeah. So anytime DC says they're gonna make a movie or a TV show, like I mean, we have our own like hesitation when it comes to DC properties, but. Uh, being translated to screen, but if they were to tell me like they were going to like we were going to get a Sandman show on Netflix, I have every I have every confidence that it's going to be good because Neil Gaiman is heavily involved. Yeah, and it's like yeah okay, and and we already know is it Netflix or is it Amazon? I thought it was Amazon. It's Netflix. Is it Netflix? Um, okay. It's Netflix, but Amazon did Good Omens. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so like there's already a track record of Neil Gaiman uh, properties being successfully translated to screen. 
Um, it also seems to me that Doom Patrol, Sandman, these are things where they have very embedded audiences that they know how to please. And it's when we get into Titans and stuff like that where they're like, well, we're trying to please a lot more people. So we're going to it's not going to be as weird or we're going to water some things down or make it a little edgier, you know, stuff like that. I don't think they do that with things like this because they they know what they're expecting. Nobody thought Doom Patrol was going to blow up the world and be like, Doom Patrol is the most famous superhero show. No, it's too weird for that. So let's lean into it and do it. Well, And also, there's no there's no um, uh, there's also no baggage that comes with like. Right. uh, Decades of superhero continuity that that. Yeah, like with Robot Man, for example. Basement neck, like there is, there are decades of stories with those characters, but sure. like nobody, nobody is like, I'm sad that Doom Patrol got this character wrong. Right, we're not talking about You're, Wolverine. We're talking yeah, about yeah, right. Like there's, there are no basement neck beards going. Yeah. Ah, I don't like how they uh, totally miss. They made the Brotherhood of Dada the Sisterhood of Dada, and I'm mad about it. I, I tell you what, uh, I like Cyborg on Doom Patrol way more than I liked him in any of the movies. So. Yeah, Cyborg on Doom Patrol <laughs> is so much better. Jimbo, yes. we got to keep moving, man. Yeah. It's good to talk Thank to you. Guys. Bye, buddy. Ethan, I'm gonna try again. You have one. He just wasn't looking at his chance. screen at the time. He he was ready. There he is. Live here. He is. Ethan, close us out, man. We're running long. I gotta see how bad my Huskers are getting their asses kicked presently, and I assume it's terrible. So. <laughs> Joe, thanks for your help uh, with You're the back on the on the art with the design. So that's actually super helpful. So thanks for uh, cutting You're it welcome. all up. It was like it was two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh shoot, Ethan got back to me uh, and I imported that uh, picture you sent me into Procreate on my iPad. Uh, and like laying sideways in bed, I did the <sighs> shittiest job. Cutting Sorry, up Ethan. and rearranging the elements of that. Job. Sorry, no, it, it was super helpful. So I'm excited. It was, yeah, it was obviously just, it was uh, you know just meant to as a, like an example, not like a hey, yeah. I did it better. It's just like a, I'll, I'll, I'll send you over what I come up with. But yeah, please, uh, please. with the question of the week, the first thing that came to mind, and I might have a better answer, but the first thing that came to mind was one of Scott Snyder's first comics he ever did was Severed. Severed. Yeah. yeah. That book was scary. And I just remember it just giving me the little chilly willies. Yeah. That yeah. book was scary. Oh, Witches, too, a, came out like shortly after. And Witches uh, yeah, was really uh, good, too. White, uh, Witches, I yeah, think. Yeah, W-Y-T-C. Witches. Yeah. yeah. That book was really scary, too. It should have been it. called W-H-Y and then ended with a question mark. Witches. Okay. You're fired. And then, uh, Ethan, interrupt this to guy. leave to leave you guys to uh, you guys for saying, I don't know if anyone cares about why the last man. I love it. I, I don't know if you guys Good. are watching it. I haven't, I haven't seen the past last episode the, or two. But. I haven't seen past the third episode. I am done and I really, really enjoyed it. And it's gone. Great. Thanks. Well, it's we, gone for now. We can't have uh, nice I heard rumored that. They're already in the talks with another network, yes. but we'll see. But if it just disappears like Deadly Class, I'm going to be so sad because Deadly Class was amazing. Deadly really Class was so was good. Really that show was so great. Deadly I, like, Class I was amazing. I don't understand what sci-fi was thinking. Like, that, why? This was another case like, okay. where sci-fi was like, we cannot afford the production on it and to have this many actors. And we're not seeing like, but uh, that's just while ratings Deadly, are good. Deadly Class was not a show that was like super effects heavy. I'm not saying it was. I'm saying they had a lot of contracts for a lot of actors. They had a lot of production going on. And 
Benedict Wong was making that Doctor Strange money. You're on the sci-fi network. So are do you have advertisers? Sure. Are they paying as much as they would to advertise like even on TNT, let alone NBC or something? No. And they couldn't Like I remember sustain. I remember when I remember when sci-fi I remember when sci-fi kept two of my favorite shows going um, by inserting very obvious, very awkward product placement for Ugh. degree antiperspirant <laughs> into, the, into the episodes, like into the stories of certain episodes. Um, it was Warehouse, uh, not Warehouse 13, but Eureka for sure. Uh. Where it's like degree antiperspirant it basically saved that show from cancellation. And so there was an episode where one of the scientists essentially creates degree antiperspirant mm. in a lab. God. <laughs> uh, and it's like, it's, it's, yeah. And it's like, Hey, look, you did what you had to do. And then you moved on fine. Great. Um, but yeah, no, I like sci-fi big budget shows, you know, I don't know. We don't really know. The same thing happened to their Stargate show. It was very oh. faint. It was like Stargate universe was like really well reviewed. It was very but those Stargate shows watched. lasted 10 years. No, Stargate universe lasted two seasons. Stargate universe, but it was a yeah. spinoff of Stargate SG one. I agree, but like, it, it, this those, was years later and they were doing it with bigger production and sure. people you recognize. And but it was we, a don't, hit. we don't, we don't know could that not that afford to make more. We don't know that Deadly Class got canceled due to budgetary reasons. Yes, we, we don't do, know why. Because the guy that wrote it, Rick Remender, came out and talked about it and was like, "I'm heartbroken." Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. He said I, like, it was, because it was success, but it was too, it was the same with Why the Last Man. It was the ratings were pretty good, but they're like, "We're not seeing a return here. It's very expensive to make." So, are this I, FX is out? I, I don't know. Thanks. I, I, That's the like, sad thing too is Rick, and I'm just like the biggest Rick. Remender fanboy ever, and he's already a big sad boy, and he's like it, like really, <laughs> it killed really him. Broke his heart. He was super Rick upset. Remender, big big sad boy. Rick like Remender. he wrote, he wrote most of it. He was listed with production credit. It looked like his book. It felt like his book. It was such a great show, and uh, to see it, yeah, go away when it did, it was just heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. And if you guys aren't like still reading Deadly Class, it's going to end in like May and you have to get caught up. I've got to catch up. God, it's like, I've got to catch up. I, I honestly right did now. not it's know. Amazing. Like, I thought Deadly Class ended years ago. And nope. so I was surprised when I discovered it was still being made. It's still a it's thing. Amazing. It's still amazing. You're absolutely right. Ethan, it is good to talk to you. We are Happy Halloween. Long. So we're going to call it Happy you Halloween. Too, bud. Miss Branch, get Peter Parker on the phone. Yes, Mr. Jameson. All right, let's check the THN hotline messages. It is voicemail time in the ziggurat. Hey, guys, this is John. So uh, you're asking about, like, books that have really unsettled us and, and just creeped us the hell out. And, uh, you know, Bernie Ryson, he does a lot of really great books and, like, has some unsettling art, um, uh, as well as, oh, I'm blanking on his name, Richard Corbin. Like, he does yeah. some books that I've just been totally yeah. steeped out about. And there's a ton of, like, really great you know, American, European, Canadian artists. But like, I think that title is held by Southeastern Asian artists. Like, and, and I think a lot of it is they do such visceral, disgusting body horror. Totally. Uh, Junji Ito is, is probably the one that people are most familiar with. Um, and it is just unsettling. And it's like, so many times per book, like you're just flipping through and you're like, Jesus. Yeah. Like, it'll just be like, bubbling caustic uh wounds on people or like maybe like a face that's uh uh mutated into like just a pile of teeth and like an eyeball up here it's like pablo picasso uh 
really happen to someone's face, and then there'll be like a tentacle coming out, and for some reason, like toes on that face or yeah. something. Just like centipedes Google with baby heads for if, feet. If no one's familiar with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure most everyone that's listening to the show has seen his work. Um, that stuff is just horrific. There's something that I read in the early 2000s, not from Ito, and I actually don't know who the artist is, and I don't know what the comic is. Uh, a, a buddy had let me borrow it. Um, but it had, like, one of the most unsettling pages I've ever read in a comic. And uh, there was this, like, uh, demon-infested person, and um, someone was, like, reaching out to, like, you know, stop him with their hand. And that person, like, grabbed uh, with one hand uh, two of their fingers and with the other hand their two other fingers and then just, like, split it apart over a series of like three panels, just like spit, splitting it like you would string cheese and just like it erupting into this geyser of gore. Um, and then the final fourth panel, which was kind of larger, was like the, the person on the floor and you could see like their arm was ripped all the way up to their shoulder. And it was just, that one really stuck with me, especially for someone that used to be like kind of an edge lord. Um, and, used and to be. you know, would watch a whole bunch of disgusting, <laughs> terrible things on the internet. That's one that has really stuck with me over the years. If anyone knows what I'm talking about with that scene and you can get back at me, that'd be awesome. I I would love to find out what that book was and like recheck it out. So uh anyways, have a great day. I can picture this too, and I know what he's talking about, but I don't know what it's from. And I wanna say it my first reaction was a vertical a vertigo hellblazer issue, but I don't know if that's it. I'm drawing a complete blank now. Yeah, but, okay, no, so know. person uh, person trying to help someone who is demonically possessed, demonically possessed person grabs their hands and literally like, pulls them in half. Hit us. Somebody knows this. Somebody can picture it like, oh, yeah, that was super gross and it was in this issue. Like, oh, yeah, that was in Muppet Babies number four, I think. The Marvel Muppet Babies, not to be confused with the Now Comics one. So, oh, The now, now Comics, it wasn't Now Comics, it was Star Comics, and Star Pardon Comics me. is Pardon part of Marvel. Oh, so gotcha, all right. <laughs> you're, yeah. Your prejudice is showing. All right, let's get into our answers. What do we got? Uh, okay, so... Um, <sighs> Comic book, comic book horror uh, is something that I find kind of difficult, at least for me, not in terms of like, like, I think the stories are well done and the art is good, but I, I don't often like a comic book that makes me like genuinely sad. Like it's, it's rare for a comic book, uh, to actually like really give me the chills. Um, but one I can distinctly remember, and I was talking to Matt about this before the show, I had the name wrong. I thought it was called fringe. Uh, it was actually called Flinch. Flinch. There was a Vertigo um, kind of uh, dark sci-fi horror anthology um, in the early 2000s, uh, late 90s, actually. It launched in 1999. Yeah. Um, and it lasted a couple of years. It was called Flinch. And it was just like two or three stories two or three short stories per issue. And they got a lot of big names. Like the very first issue has a story by uh, drawn by Jim Lee. Uh, it's, it's gorgeous and yeah. heartbreaking. Um, the, my story is from issue number three of Flinch. And I wasn't buying it uh, on the regular at the time. Um, Cause you know, it was, it was pre comic pre comic shop employment. Uh, and so my budget was uh, a little bit more, a little bit more discretion was paid to what comics I was buying. Um, but Flinch number three has, uh, well, not only does it have a lead story by Kelly Jones, uh, drawn by Kelly Jones, uh, favorite of the show, 
but there is a, a story written by Garth Ennis, uh, and it's drawn by Kieran Dwyer, uh, who is an artist that you probably have not heard of uh, if you haven't been reading comics a long time. Um, he did a very beloved run of Captain America. He's yeah. the guy that brought us uh, U.S. agent as Captain America. That was Kieran Dwyer. Um, he also had a run. He did uh, the tail end of Kurt Busiek's Avengers. Um, he also drew a, a, a self-published comic uh, called Lowest Comic Denominator, which is filthy. It's just filthy. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, he did the art for this Garth Ennis story, and it's about the Titanic. Um, and uh, so uh, it, it's largely silent. Actually, there are there's no dialogue for the bulk of the of the story. There's one caption that opens the story from Garth Ennis. It says, "A dream dreamed not long after seeing Titanic." He means the movie. And it's the Titanic uh, shoving off from port in England and people saying goodbye. And it's well on its way in open waters. And suddenly all of the rich assholes in first class uh, in the dining area uh, go from being like posh, hoity-toity, whatever, to like super sinister looking deviant <laughs> Uh, and they go down to steerage where all the poor people are and proceed to have uh, what can only be described as a cannibalistic murder orgy. <laughs> um, and that's and like so that's the secret. Uh, the secret horror of the Titanic is that it was just a way to eat for the poor these people, evil, rich people to have this ritualistic bacchanal to eat the poor. Basically, they eat the poor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, they're like summoning demons. Oh, like, yeah. like they're, they're trying to summon demons and shit. Well, that's and what you do. You don't do it because you're hungry. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, no, obviously. <laughs> you're and, here to bring so, something horrible into the world. I mean, Flinch was a great series. It was great. Very, very good. Um, and uh, like, I don't know if you can find it. Like, I don't know if it's digital. I don't know if the books, the book, uh, the collections are certainly not in print. I find it hard but to believe. There's no way that the issues are worth any money. So no, they're um, out there though, definitely because they yeah. were they were printed quite a bit back in the day. So they've got. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it was a vertical comic from a major, uh, like it was a major publisher and uh, big names were involved. So like you, you'll be able to find it at comic shops probably, but. Um, yeah. Flinch appears Flinch. to be, yeah, it appears to be available right now. Flinch book one, the first eight issues of Vertigo's quirky star-studded horror anthology. This is from the DC site. So there you go. Weird. Yeah. It's maybe they, maybe they did a new printing. I don't know. There it is. So my comic book answer goes to, uh, this was Alan Moore's swamp thing. It was actually an issue that was drawn by Stan Wooch. Steve Bissett does the cover though. It's swamp thing volume two, number 38. And it's the one where Swamp Thing is investigating an old flooded town. Like oh my the, God, I almost picked this. The river expanded and like literally swallowed a town, more or less. And there's always been rumors that there's like ghosts down there still living in the buildings and stuff. Well, the town was inhabited before it was flooded. 
the town had a problem with vampires. And after it was flooded, the vampires just stayed down there and hid in the underwater town. And the book opens with these two kids and they're going to swim in sort of like this eddy of the of the swamp and whatever. And they're swimming around. They're like, all right, let's get out of here. We got to go. And one of the kids stays in the water and they're, I can't remember the kid's name, but they're like, Ricky, what are you doing? Ricky, come on, let's go. And it's from the kid's point of view, looking into the water and Ricky's just sort of frozen with this like blank expression on his face, just sort of looking back at the kids. And they're like, Ricky, what's your problem? And then you open this two page spread and it's from under the water looking at Ricky. And there are four or five vampires yeah. sucking on his legs. Feasting on him. Yeah. And feasting like, on oh, him. it's such a creepy moment. <laughs> Cause like you just think about how dark swampy waters are and like what could be down there, you know, like, uh, <laughs> Such a creepy book. I loved it. And just great imagery. Swamp thing. Um that's such a it's such a wonderful kind of uh askew take on on classic monster lore. Yeah. That remind that like very much reminds me or um that I'm sure kind of inspired something like 30 Days of Night, right? Where it's like 30 Days of Night, it's a vampire story. With a twist, for sure. Uh, where it's like, yeah, we did uh, like these vampires got on Wikipedia and they're like, did you know that there's a town where the sun doesn't go down for an entire month? Yeah, and like, uh, we and, go they, there. and then they go and they make it their <laughs> playground. Um, and uh, yeah, it's Barrow, Alaska. It's a real thing, and um, not the vampires, but the sun. And um, yeah, and, like I love that that I that kind of take where it's like, right. yeah, it's vampires, but. You know, dot, dot, dot. Like, I, I love it. Yeah. I, I think it's so genius. Super cool. Um, All right. We got a new question here. Wind up. We do. This is a, a throwback question um, from the forums, courtesy of uh, Josh Rector. Didn't we agree we'd always go Josh? Rector! <laughs> That's what they would do if he was a wrestler and he was coming down. That's how they introduce him. Yeah. He asks, what comic creator did you discover before they hit the big time? Did you catch a young Frank Miller on Weird War Tales back in 1978? Ooh. Did you read 2000 AD back in the day and come across a baby-faced Graham Morrison? No, but did I did come up somewhere else. <laughs> did you used to babysit a 10-year-old Greg Land as he traced underwear, the underwear section of the six <laughs> <laughs> To put it in hipster terms, what comic book creator were you into before it was cool? Yeah. It'll be fun. It's a great question, and this is like this question's literally years old, and I think it's definitely worth revisiting. Still holds up, worth revisiting, and there's so many comics that we can talk about because of it that was like not their famous thing, and I'm excited. I love absolutely. Doing that. Me too. Yeah. it's a wonderful quest. We'll do it next week, right here on Cover to Cover. We talked about a lot of comic books today on Cover to Cover. Head over to the show notes, and we will have links to those so you can check them out, see if you want to read them, go pick them up. Even who knows? Join the nerdy club with us. Next Wednesday, we will be back reviewing new comics again and looking at the THN. Take a look. It's in a book club read for October. It was Joe Hill's Basket Full of Heads. So you've got a few more days to read that. If you want to catch up, read along with us. We'll give you a sneak peek of that, and that'll be in our Patreon Extra for everybody that supports this show, and we cannot thank you enough for doing so. You're special get, special guest head, as always, with the book club. Yeah. Our friend John Latrell will be there with us. Tune in for that. It'll be a good time. I didn't know if it was gonna, we were going to make it a secret, but no, it's John Patrol. We already said it on the regular show. Uh, yeah, you know, people don't listen to both shows sometimes. <laughs> Regardless, it's not a secret anymore. It's out there. For now, my name is Matt Baum. 
My name is Joe Patrick. And this is the Two-Headed Nerd, signing off. <laughs>